0: Hello, Lake Point Church and friends. My name is Frank Bennett, lead pastor at Lake Point Church. And I'm so glad you uh, decided to join us either live or maybe watching this later. And during this crazy time that we're all facing, um, it's it's important to obviously turn to to Scripture, to God's Word. And um, after Easter, the Lord spoke to me, the Holy Spirit, and it just felt like He was leading me uh, on a journey and he's leading us on a journey, a journey uh, to where we can trust the shepherd, the good shepherd. And as we look at Psalm 23 uh, today, we're gonna focus in on verse two, but I do wanna take a moment and read uh, this Psalm. Psalm 23, so join me if you would. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Last week, as we focus in on verse one of that chapter, we talked about the shepherd and how Jesus is a good shepherd. And And it, how do you know that Jesus is, the sh- is your shepherd? I mean, just the fact of you saying Jesus is your shepherd doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually following him. And how do you know you're following the good shepherd? Well, the Bible says that if you're if you're listening to his voice, if you know his voice, if you're obeying his voice, as we talked about in John chapter 10 last week. And then through this, you know that you're, you have a shepherd because you release your control. You're bought at a price. You're bought with the blood of Jesus. And as, uh, as we relinquish that control, give him full control, you understand that you are guided by a shepherd that you are following. You know, there are other shepherds out there and uh, some of those shepherds aren't, aren't good for you. And how do you know you're following the wrong shepherd? Well, you know, because you're constantly wanting things that you don't have. Because in verse one of this chapter, Psalm 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Well, if you have a shepherd, the good shepherd, and if you're following him, then you live a life of contentment not desiring other things. Well, as we move on to, uh, to verse 2, we actually see where this good shepherd is taking us on this journey. And in verse 2, it says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. You know, I've never really understood the, the meaning of, of, of those words. He makes me to lie down. I, I felt like it was kind of mean that, that a shepherd would, would make me lie down in, in, in a green pasture. But I now kind of understand what, what he means by that. When, when he says he makes me to lie down in green pastures, I don't know about you, but I have felt like I've been made to, to lie down and be still. Uh, During this uh, crazy pandemic and and all of these things that we've we've been uh, facing. It's caused things in our life that have gotten in the way of the most important things. The green pastures of our life and the still waters of our life. The things that are that have um, that have caused us to be distracted. uh, You know, they're canceled. They're gone. You, have, have you looked at your calendar lately? <laughs> there's, there's not much going on. And I think it's because the Shepherd wants us, is making us to lie down at Green Pastures. We spent lots of time together as a family, doing family things, do, spending time with the Lord, doing things, growing with Him, growing with our family, growing in our faith, Taking care of our family, taking care of our homes, even taking care of ourselves—it's like He's making us to lie down in green pastures. The—I uh, don't know about you, but it's—it's it's difficult for for me to rest sometimes. Uh, you may feel the same way. Even—even uh, even at the start of this making me lie down in green pasture season that we're in. Even at the start of this, I had difficulty kind of resting, and definitely before this. Actually recently, over the past several months, maybe the past year, I've been having a a little bit of health issues of what is called heart palpitations. And uh, with these uh, palpitations, uh, it kind of grew into something that was uh, pretty scary as someone who's experiencing that. You may have experienced something like that as well. Obviously, it's a sign that I'm getting older. But with these palpitations, um, a few weeks ago, I had an, an episode where I felt like I was, I was about to faint, and luckily I was near a doctor's office, and, and, and I, I, I wanted answers. I wanted, I wanted all kinds of blood work, tests run, scans recorded, looked at, and, and they did lots of things. And after all of the tests and scans and, and everything, the report was, hey, you, you're pretty healthy. You don't really have anything wrong with you. And, and I just couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I'm having these issues and you're saying there's nothing wrong, except the doctor made a final diagnosis. And that was this. Well, the thing that's causing your palpitations is, uh, is stress. And I was like, stress? Doctor, I'm a type A driven personality. I can handle stress all day of my life, any day of the week. Well, obviously, that's not the case. And so right about the time when my doctor was telling me that stress is what's causing this, Guess what happened? My calendar emptied. This pandemic started and here I am being forced, being made to lie down in green pastures. Isn't it amazing to see how the good shepherd takes care of us? You know, the doctor's uh, medicine that he prescribed was rest and relaxation. I mean, how how do you put that into, into a pill bottle, you don't. So he prescribed it and God made me take it. Rest and relaxation. You know, sheep uh, have a, a difficult time resting. They do, they're very restless. And there's, there's two things that will cause sheep not to rest, not, not to sleep well and that is fear and friction fear and friction you know at night when the sheep are trying to trying to sleep and rest they uh, they aren't able to defend themselves they they don't know they don't see the unknown that's in the dark and so because of that they don't sleep well and and just like sheep we often don't rest well when we're afraid of the unknown, when we're we're fearful. You know, m- maybe during this time, you, there are some things that, that you've been afraid of. Maybe afraid of your uh, afraid of your health, or the health of your loved ones, are fa- afraid, or you're, maybe you're fearful of your of your finances tanking, or maybe you're fearful of your job, whatever it is. It's, it's difficult to rest. I've talked to many people during this season and they're having difficulty resting. Even though they might be lying down in green pastures, it's difficult to rest because of, of the, the fear that's in the flock. We see in Second Timothy 1, 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, the fear that we have obviously does not come from the Lord. And we can combat that fear with power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline. Using the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, the love to love others better than ourselves, and the self-discipline to stay the course with our faith will help us with our fear. A second reason why sheep can't rest, can't sleep, is because of friction, friction within the flock. Rivalry, tension, And competition within the flock uh, just helps create a lot of friction uh, in their life and so they become restless and so they're aren't able to 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 sleep just like sheep we often will have friction in our lives maybe we we wrestle with people and and we fight with people and we quarrel with people to become uh, maybe top sheep in our in our family in our business and or whatever, in whatever group that we're, that we're around. And because of that, we feel friction. Do you feel friction with someone right now? Is there someone in your life, maybe someone in your family, that you just, you're at odds with? And that could be the reason why you're not getting enough rest. You're not lying down in the green pastures and resting because uh, of, of the friction you know, one way you could solve that is to seek forgiveness. Either somebody in your family or, or a friend or maybe somebody on social media, you, maybe you said something to, to somebody and you, know, you shouldn't have or, or vice versa. Either you need to ask for forgiveness or, or maybe you need to give forgiveness. And that's going to help you. So just like sheep, we, uh, the thing that will cause us not to rest is, is fear, in the flock and friction in the flock. Well, throughout this, this uh, time of resting, just like sheep, the thing that will help us rest is to know that the shepherd is near. Shepherds will tell you that whenever they are near the, the flock in the night, the, the fears and the friction, they, they almost disappear. And just like shepherds, we we need the good shepherd to draw near to us, uh, to, to allow us to be able to rest without fear and without friction. I love what it says in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. As we trust in the Lord, and as we ask him to draw near to us, we trust in him to make our fears and our frictions disappear while we are resting. So, verse two talks about he leads me. The pa- uh, he leads me to, to lie down. Makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. What are the still waters? Well, the the, the still waters, as it uh, says there in verse two, is uh, is really about. Um, thirst. You know, sheep, not only do they need rest, but they also need to, uh, to be relieved of their thirst. They need to be led to drink from waters that, uh, that aren't rapids, but they're calm and still. Sheep will not drink from, uh, from rustling waters, from crazy waters, from stormy waters. They will only drink from waters that are still. And just as you and I long for things and thirst for things, we uh, should only be led to the, to the waters, the waters of, of his word, the waters of, of his comfort and his presence in our lives. And that's the only thing that will satisfy us. It says this in Matthew 5:6: blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled oftentimes we we thirst for things that we we should not we we should not uh, desire you know if if sheep are not led to uh, to still waters they're going to drink from whatever puddles around them and sometimes sometimes those puddles those dirty water puddles will even have parasites and will do more harm to the sheep You know, if we're, if we're not led, if we don't follow the Good Shepherd to, to good waters, then we're going to drink from things that are not good for us. Sort of sinful parasites are going to come into our, to our mind, into our spirit, into our heart, and will do a lot of damage. Well, you may be saying, Frank, during this time, we're not really experiencing much still waters. I mean, these waters are crazy. In fact, it it, it feels like a storm. There's a, uh, there's a passage that I want to share with you in, uh, in Matthew chapter 8 as you turn to your, your passage of Scripture. Sometimes a shepherd will lead us to still waters, but sometimes the shepherd will lead us through stormy waters that ultimately lead still waters we see this in Matthew chapter 8 verses 23 through 27 it says this now when he Jesus got into the boat his disciples followed him and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves but he Jesus was asleep Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful? O you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a great calm. So the men marveled saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? I find it fascinating that Jesus would actually lead His disciples into a storm. I mean, who was the first one that got into the boat? It was Jesus. Who was the one leading? It was Jesus. Jesus was there with them the entire time. I can imagine the, the thought process of the disciples thinking, after maybe they arrived back at shore thinking, all right, if he can calm the storm, then surely he knew there was going to be a storm. And so did, did Jesus actually lead us into a storm? Yes, he did. And so Jesus would actually lead us into something that could be a storm in our life. And it's comforting to know that through this, that Jesus is there. But as we look at this passage and we look at this storm, I want to look at, it, at a couple of principles that we can gain from this. First of all, did you notice what was kinda of happening before the storm? Well, obviously there wasn't a storm before the, before the disciples got into the boat, or they would not have gotten into the boat. There was a probably a calm before the storm. You know, that's how it is even with what we're facing right now, or maybe various storms you've had in your life, there's a calm that, that appears before a storm. Just out of the blue, something will happen. You, you could have been listening to the radio on your way to work and heard on the news that there was some virus that started in China that's, that's coming to the United States. And all of a sudden, a storm happens in the middle of nowhere. Or you could walk into your job and, and had been laid off recently knowing that, that, uh, that obviously this coronavirus and this pandemic is, is, is the cause of that. But out of the clear blue, it happens. Or maybe out of the clear blue, you have a, a, an elderly mother or father that's living in a, in a nursing home and they've, they have acquired this coronavirus. You know, storms happen just out of nowhere. And so they can come up unexpectedly. Life is usually calm before the storm. Well, not only before the storm can we gain some principles, but we can also look at after the storm. After the storm, what really is cool about this story, and, and we go, it goes on to say in, in, uh, in the book of Matthew, that Jesus, when they arrived onto the shore, Immediately following the storm and and then w- being guided through it, some incredible things happen. First of all, uh, Jesus casts out uh, some demons. He casts out some demons of this of this uh, guy who is majorly possessed, and he sent the demons into a herd of pigs, and the pigs w- uh, went uh, falling off a cliff. I mean, that's pretty cool to see. I mean, too bad for the for the owners of the pigs, but. It was really cool to see that. And then right after that, Jesus healed a paralyzed man. They, they lowered, some friends lowered him into, um, through a, the, a roof, and they cut a hole in the ceiling and lowered him down, and they heal, he healed him. Also, Jesus raised a young girl uh, from the dead. And on his way to walking towards healing her or raising her from the dead, he healed a woman who had been sick for 12 years from uh, from a disease that doctors could not heal. The disciples were able to see things they would never have seen if they never would have gotten in the boat, traveled through the storm with Jesus, allowed Jesus to calm the waters, and then arrive on the other side. We will never see and experience the amazing life God has for us if we don't follow him into the boat, and yes, sometimes into a storm. Well, we looked at what the storm looked like before and what happened after, but what about during the storm? Uh, First of all, it's interesting to note that the disciples during the storm, they, they stayed in the boat. If they would have jumped out, jumped ship, obviously they would have risked their lives, but they would have moved further away from, from where Jesus was, which he was in the boat, he was with them. My encouragement to you, during the storms of life, don't, don't jump ship, don't bail out of the boat. Uh, many of you have, have gone through and could be going through storms in your marriage. Yes, it's a tough storm. But Jesus, if you invite Jesus into the boat with you, to walk with you, if you follow Jesus as your shepherd, to walk with you through the storm, He's going to calm the waters. He's going to lead you to still waters. So don't jump ship in your storms of your, of your marriage. Maybe you're in a storm of, of parenting. You're just pulling your hair out. You know, you're, ha- you, you're seeing way too much of your kids. You enjoy your kids, you love your kids, but your kids are driving you crazy. You're having to be a, a parent, and a, and a teacher, and a, and a maid, and a, and a cook, and, and all these things. And it's difficult, trust me. The Bennetts, we have six of them living in our house right now. But don't give up. Don't, don't just let apathy settle in. Don't just say, I don't care. Just stay in the boat. Stay in the boat with your finances. Stay in the boat. You see, God doesn't necessarily want you to try and calm the storm. It's not your job to calm the storm. Most of the time, he wants the storm to swell up sometimes and to calm us and to get us ready for the next thing, for what happens after the storm. If you are following Jesus, then the storm is exactly where you need to be. If you're following Jesus, then the storm is exactly where you need to be. You see, Jesus Jesus wasn't just leading them into a storm he was leading them to be a part of something amazing. All of the things that happen on the other side of the storm, on the other side of the shore. He's leading us to still waters through a storm, yes, but there's something on the other side. I believe that God has for us. I believe that God is going to show us amazing, incredible things as we follow the shepherd. So it's not about the storm. It's about what God has planned after the storm. And as we're able to, to trust in Jesus, to trust the shepherd during this storm, there's a song that our, that our worship band let led us in. And it's tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. And the words are this, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, and to know thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I proved him over and over. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to what? Trust him more. Those words were written by Louisa Stead. Louisa was married and they had a a young daughter, and they were picnicking out together around Long Island. And the father heard a boy, a young boy screaming as he was playing in the waters. And the uh, obviously an undertow was taking him and the father ran out to save the boy. In the process, the father and the young boy drowned lost their life. And so Louisa Stead in the outcome of this. What was her response? Her response was, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." Yes, yeah, she went through a storm. Jesus was there with her. She trusted in Him, and He brought her out of the storm into calm waters as she was able to trust in her shepherd. Do you trust in your shepherd? Are you Are you following your shepherd? Do you have trouble resting in your life right now? If you have trouble resting, maybe there's some fears in your life or maybe some friction, or maybe you thirst for something and you've been trying to Find your thirst, quench your thirst into other things in this world. But know this, our thirst can be quenched ultimately by the still waters, the pure waters of Jesus. And sometimes we have to go through storms to those still waters. But what's on the other side is amazing. So I want to encourage you to stay the course, trust in your shepherd, follow your shepherd, and if you have not followed your shepherd, if you if you know that you're following the wrong shepherd and not the good shepherd, and if you're fearful and afraid, and you're and you're thirsty and and empty, you could you could have your fill right here by accepting to follow the shepherd. And so it just takes a simple prayer of you trusting in Him. So if you want to do that with with me right now, I want to lead you in this prayer. So simply repeat these words. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Good Shepherd. I trust in you. I need a shepherd. I'm ready to follow you. Please forgive me my sins. Come into my life, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my Shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, I would love to hear about it. And uh, you could simply just, uh, just send me an email at pastor at lakepointonline.com and uh, we will be able to uh, follow up with you. I will personally send you uh, a response and we will get you started on your journey. But know this, as we journey through Psalm 23, there's a lot more in this passage that I want us to walk through. So you don't want to miss next week as we walk through more verses together. But in the meantime, stay the course, stay in the boat, walk, follow the shepherd towards green pastures and still waters. We love you. We'll see you next week.